0: Welcome to day 11 of Podmas for the Autism Mommy Podcast. If you don't know what Podmas is, it is where I will be releasing a mini episode for the first 25 days of December leading up to Christmas, gifting you a little sneak peek of topics you can expect to hear on the upcoming Autism Mommy Podcast. Now, first and foremost, It's day 11 and I haven't said this yet, but if you haven't, please rate, review, and subscribe to the new podcast. Leave a review. Let me know how you're enjoying Podmas. Let me know how you're enjoying the the topics. Also, rate five stars. We only want five stars. I mean, if you don't feel like it's a five-star podcast, if you don't feel like I'm a five-star chick, I'm sorry, I apologize. But if you could just click the five stars, that would be greatly appreciated. Also subscribe because you want notifications of when I'm releasing the episodes. They will be coming out Monday, December 27th, but just in case, you know, life gets in the way and sometimes it's on a Tuesday instead of a Monday, which I promise I will try my best for that not to happen. But if it does, you want to be notified as to when the new episodes are going to drop. Also, the link will be down below. So you can sign up for my mailing list and you can get, you know, notifications and the direct links for the podcast and all that jazz. Now, let's get into today's episode. We are going to be talking about meltdowns. Now, I know this is a lot for a saturday morning and you're just trying to chill but i feel like saturday mornings is when the most meltdowns happen there's so much going on during the week we're on the move hustling and bustling the kids are doing this this that and the third school after school friends all of this and saturday you just want to like chill but that's not the case. We have to clean the house. We have to do errands. We have to go food shopping. We have all this stuff to do as adults. And for the most part, our kids are coming with us. So we're going to talk about meltdowns and how to or how I handle them. I truly feel like I'm a pro at this point. As I have mentioned before, Ethan is 12 and he has autism. I've been dealing with his temper tantrums and meltdowns since he was about two and a half, three years old. I have tried all types of things. Um, I've tried yelling, spanking, which I realized rather quickly was just me acting out my trauma responses and it did not work at all. I've tried isolation and giving in to his whims. And I'm here to tell you that it is a journey to figure out what can work for your kid. Now, I am not condoning the spanking portion. I'm actually not a mom who really believes in hitting her kids. At least I don't believe in hitting my kid. I know for me and for Ethan, that just does not work. And that was just me getting out my frustrations, yelling. It doesn't work either. That just gets everybody on 10 and that's not helping anybody. Isolation. It's a hit and miss. It's a hit and miss. Sometimes your kid just needs space. And other times you have to kind of be on their ass, if you know what I mean. But to be honest, sometimes nothing works at all, and you just have to ride it out. When Ethan was about five, we went through a span of six months where I could not take him anywhere that didn't result in a meltdown. Now looking back, I realized that my poor baby was going through so many changes, and I just didn't realize that that was the cause. I was so used to Ethan being in his own world all the time that I never thought what was happening with us as a family really affected him as long as he had everything he needed. You know, he never wanted for anything. He was always fed, clothed, all the bare necessities. Plus he always had his iPad and I would always take him, you know, to do things he would like to do. So I just assumed that it really wasn't affecting him in in any sort of way. But looking back, I'm like, yeah, he had everything he needed, but he was also... Having all of these tantrums and these meltdowns, and I feel like it's because he couldn't effectively communicate what was going on. Never did I take into a, in never did I take into account how his inability to communicate led him to being frustrated, which fueled his meltdowns. I've had to, as a human being, not just a mother, realize how not being understood alters my mood. Imagine living your entire life that way. After a while, these meltdowns died down, but then Ethan turned eight and hit a major growth spurt. So on top of having communication issues, he also had changes within his own body that he could not even begin to understand. He had begun having meltdowns in his sleep. I didn't even know that was possible. One night while sleeping in my bed, he literally woke me up by pulling my hair and kicking my back. He was still asleep, which was even scarier. Trying to calm him down while still trying to recover from being attacked is wild. And I'm not even sure how I did it, to be honest. That was the worst I've ever experienced, but it wasn't, nor will it be the last. And with time, I've developed some techniques that work for tantrums and meltdowns. First and foremost, you need to identify whether it is a tantrum or a meltdown that's occurring. A tantrum happens when your child is trying to get something they want or need. For example, when the Wi-Fi goes out and they can't get on the internet, <laughs> I know, first world problems, they tend to get crazy. They want them, They want what they want when they want it, and if they can't have it, that's when the tantrum ensues. A meltdown is something completely different. A meltdown is a sensory overload. This can be something like loud sounds, or too many people, or having too much to think about, like going back to school. Knowing or identifying which one is occurring can help you calm down your little one. The main rule for both is to remain calm, or as calm as you can be. I know sometimes that's a lot to ask for because... Let me tell you, no one, there is not a single person on this earth that can test your gangster like your own kid. They will put you to the limits, okay? But turning up with them while they are wilding out won't help anybody. When dealing with a meltdown, since, like I mentioned, it's a sensory overload, it's best to get your child to a calm and quiet place. So if you're out, maybe go walk away from the crowd um, take a walk, go sit in the car just to minimize the input. You have to de-escalate the situation even further by taking away whatever might be causing the overload. For example, when Ethan wants to express his frustrations, and it's so weird because he's such a cancer so he does this all the time, he plays a particularly scary video which not only overstimulates him visually but also audibly? I think that's a word. So once I see he is nearing a meltdown, I take away his iPad, which can usually lead to a tantrum, but I know what to expect. And I have him go to his room to calm down. Now, of course, this is easier explained than done, but I know I will eventually get the desired outcome. Replace triggers with calming variations. If it is allowed If it's loud or your child is watching something overly stimulating like Ethan, turn on some calming music. There are perfect playlists on Spotify, which I can link down below. You can play at the click of a button. Lower or turn off the lights. It's all about reducing the outside sensory input so that they can properly calm down and focus on getting past the meltdown. Lastly, sometimes you just have to ride the meltdown wave. For a long time, and even now, I found it embarrassing when Ethan would have a tantrum or a meltdown. I felt like everybody was looking at me like I was a bad mom, like how dare that kid talk to his mother that way? How dare that kid throw himself on the floor? How dare that kid scream in her face? How dare that kid raise his voice or shriek? Because that's another thing Ethan loves to do now. Imagine... <laughs> And I've had to come to terms with this, especially as he's getting older and more grown. My child has a good five to six inches on me. Easy. And with his hair, it's close to a foot. And when he gets upset, he literally looks me in the face and screams, screams. Now, I have to assert some sort of authority. Yes. But. I would feel like people were looking at me crazy. Like, how dare she let her kid talk to her that way? How dare she? And even if it's not in public, like let's say out in like the supermarket or the mall or anything like that, even if it was around people, it could have been around family, friends, coworkers. I would get so embarrassed And in the, and the Bronx in me, (laughs) the Bronx in me would want to turn the fuck up and show him my power. And I'm here to tell you that that does not work at all. I've learned with time that remaining calm and letting them get all of that energy out, In a safe way, of course, you don't want them to hurt themselves or to hurt others. It's just something that needs to happen sometimes. It's pent up energy that they have within that they just need to release. And that's okay. Don't blame yourself for the meltdowns. Some meltdowns are just unavoidable. But just like everything, this too shall pass, okay? So don't blame yourself, moms. Don't get embarrassed like I did. Try to remain calm and also remember, bitch, you doing a good job, bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job, bitch, you doing a good job.